Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jumping in an Elevator, the podcast where I full stop. A quick word from today's sponsor. It would have to be a promise. A prom. And when you prom, what's prom? Half a promise. Half a promise. How are we all today? Oh, you're doing fantastic. That's great. A special hello to Chainsaw. Thank you for being one of my top tier patrons. Uh, Today's album shout out for you. This is your homework, Chainsaw. You need to go home and listen to this. Positions Deluxe. Positions Deluxe. No, it's true. It's true. This one here, um, she's sealed. For the girls listening, I'm holding up my sealed Ariana Grande Positions Deluxe album. This album, she went through a lot. She was stuck in several a gulf during transit. It took, I want to say two months, two, three months for this album to arrive and it's staying sealed. I really want to open it, but I have not thus far. Now, the reason why I'm specifying that it needs to be the deluxe version is because the deluxe version has test drive on it. You don't need to test drive nothing. Great song. Also, 30 for 35, the remix. Exactly. So that's the album suggestion for this episode, Chainsaw. Make sure you go and listen to that. Cool. Um, I've also added a folder to my soundboard, the Tiffany Pollard folder. This is specifically Celebrity Big Brother Tiffany. We have classics such as... I'm not apologizing to that old bitch. Absolutely fucking not. Then we have... I can't believe that fucking Jenna gave me her Dolce & Gabbana's. When she called Gemma Jenna. Yeah, that's history. And this one at the moment is like up in the old cranium of mine. Just floating around at all times. Because y'all know that y'all should shut the fuck up and let me speak. That's when I have to do the poo sample for Jillian McKeith. And um, Tiffany says, look how stressed my shit is. Yeah, that's history, literally. I had dinner with someone a few days ago and I was just like rattling facts off the dome, like pop culture facts. Because sometimes it's fun to let people in. You know, let them in on what's going on upstairs. Because that's literally what I experience my day-to-day, right? My day-to-day is just constant pop culture references and facts in my head, just non-stop. And sometimes I just like let people experience that just saying whatever comes to my head and explaining where the reference comes from. And the person was like, how do you know all this stuff? Like, how do you remember all of this? And I just sat there and I thought, I don't know. Like there's something going on. Like I do not forget pop culture references or like tweets or stuff like that. It just stays. I don't know what it is. With science and maths and stuff, yeah, I'm smart, babe. It's true, like, I am. But then, like, with pop culture stuff, it's just, I don't know, it's just a whole different level. Maybe it's the passion. I have the passion for fashion. I'm a brat stole. Um, it's been about 10, 11, 12 days since the last episode of the podcast, and girls, a lot has happened. In this last week, I've had, dare I say, two? Was it two? Two invites to events. Now, let me tell you right now, I was gagged. Because in this like whole influencer era, ew, I hate the word influencer. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> ew, I take that back. 
I'm a content creator, okay? I create the content, the girls enjoy the content. That's what I do. I like to create the content. Influencers, mm, mm -hmm. not to be vulgar, but influencers can choke. Like, what are you influencing? You know what I mean? Like, what's your talent at the end of the day? And that's savage, because I'm like, maybe these people might be my colleagues. But it's like, what are you bringing? You know what I mean? And I always like to apply a litmus test to um, influencers in quotation marks. It's like, if this person was suddenly not attractive, would they still be successful? And if you really think about it, that's such a savage little question because a lot of the time they wouldn't be making money, babe. And that's the thing. Like, that's why I have um, average appearance privilege in a sense that like I've managed to build something online and it didn't involve me having to be hot to do it. And how great is that? That's the goal, girls. That's the goal. That's what you want, right? And if you're hot, it's a bonus. You just accelerate the process. I need like a, hang on, sound effect. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, so in my content creator era, I haven't been invited to many things <laughs> at all, right? Um, I would say just off, off the dome right now, maybe like two invites. I think I got invited to a Tones and I concert in 2020, at the end of 2020, when I was in um, Perth, City of Melbourne emailed me or something. And they were like, do you want to come to a pop-up show from Tones and I? And I was like, sorry, babe, I'm in Perth. Like, unless you're flying me over in the middle of COVID, which you're not going to do. Um, and then what's another thing that I got invited to? That's it, maybe? No, maybe it was like a movie thing. And I wasn't, I don't know. Moral of the story is I wasn't really getting invited anyway. Um, this past week, I went to two events. I got invited to the Batman premiere, which we're going to talk about. And I also got invited to Melbourne Fashion Fest. Ooh, that was fun. That was fun. Okay, so I have stories for both because I love to tell a story and hopefully you'll enjoy these stories. So the Batman premiere. Now, this was a sick and twisted night. And let me explain. So the movie came out on the 3rd of March and I got to see it on the 1st of March, screaming, screaming. I was literally one of the first people in the world to watch the Batman. And that just, mm, it was all worth it. You know what I mean? The movie's so fantastic. Oh, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, but the actual premiere itself. So when I turned up to the movie theater, Part of me was thinking, oh, Robert Pattinson's going to be here. And then I had to, like, restrain my brain. And I had to be like, you're being dumb. Why would Robert Pattinson be at some random cinema in Melbourne? You know what I mean? Like, he's got places to be. He's probably in Milano. Milano. Roma. Or, like, at a literal, like, world premiere with a red carpet. There was nary a red carpet around. There was a black carpet, but I don't think that was special for the movie. It was just the cinema had black carpets. But I'm going to claim that for the Batman, there was a black carpet. I walked the black carpet. Um, dress code was black. So I turned out um, my Adidas Originals, like, little mini street suit. So me saying Adidas suit, you're probably thinking it's giving Sue Sylvester. It's not. That's the thing. Adidas Originals recently, the streetwear section has been a little bit of a sleigh. 
um, I own quite a few Adidas Originals pieces and they're not really sport items. They're streetwear. So this was kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of like a good example. It was like pants that are thick fabric and then they're kind of cropped. So it sits just above the ankle. So I was wearing like these pants with black socks, docks, like the low rise docks. And then I had uh, just a plain black tee and then the kind of jacket over the top. And then I was wearing like a black bag and a black, I had the black beanie ready to go. I didn't wear it. It was too hot, but it would have completed the look. I think if I turned up in the black beanie, Rob Patterns would have been there. You know what I mean? But I didn't, so he wasn't. And it checks out. So we turn up and there's a red carpet. That's a lie. That literally just lied to you all. It's a black carpet. I got confused because the poster that everyone was post like posing in front of, the poster wall thing was red. It said like the Batman and it was like red in the background. And there was like a line to take photos. And then there was a lady with a big camera taking photos of the people in front of this thing. So my friend Hannah and I, we were in the line and we were like freaking out a little bit. We were like, damn, like we're about to get like our photo taken. Like we've got to turn out a visual. So we get up there. It's our turn on this little thing. And the lady stops taking photos. And I'm like, oh. So it's like that. Okay. <laughs> so what's, what was happening is this lady with the big camera was taking photos of all these people that got invited to the premiere. I step up to the plate. Suddenly she's camera shy. She's like, oh no, I'm not taking photos right now. That's it. No more photos. And I was like, okay, great. That's maybe just because she's got all the photos she needs. Tell me why the second I step off this thing and the next person gets on there that she whips up the camera again and starts taking photos. I was like, oh, I've just been attacked. Hmm. So that was nice. That was a nice experience. Um, there was lots of like, uh, I'm going to say the word influences. I think there were influences. I didn't know them. Truth of the matter is I don't really know anyone in this sphere, which is probably why I don't get invited to anything because I have literally zero connections. Um, but like some of these girls were wearing like stunning outfits. The outfits were so good. There was this one girl wearing like a, a pink corset with flare jeans and then like kind of like cowboy boots and it did not fit the theme at all, but she was eating. Like it was so good. She was actually the person that, was after me in the line as she got the photos. <sighs> so that was good. And then we walked towards the cinema and there was like this display that they'd set up of these um, like posters and then these red lights like flashing and stuff like that. And then there was like this mannequin dressed up like the Riddler, stuff like that. Lots of things happening. And we took some photos, Hannah and I took some photos in front of this like red light thing. And they were atrocious. Top 10 worst photos ever taken of me. And then in the cinema, we did the same thing. Got an absolutely atrocious photo taken of me eating popcorn. So it was a nice humbling experience. You know, there's nothing like getting an absolutely atrocious photo of yourself just after being shunned from professional photography. So that was good. But the movie itself... I loved it. It was three hours long. So it was quite hefty in the length department. That was an interesting sentence, but you know what I mean? Um, 
I think I really enjoyed the movie because it was kind of detective, like noir detective Batman. So my previous favorite franchise for like the Batman series was the Christopher Nolan one. So Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I think Dark Knight is still probably the best Batman movie. But I think this one, The Batman, might be better than Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins. The other, like, Batman shit with, um, what's his name? Is it Ben Affleck? No. Like, it just wasn't, I, I didn't feel it. It's just, like, you know what I mean? It just, it wasn't good, in my opinion. What DC is doing at the moment with their other shit, um... You told her that David was dead with cancer. Yes, he is. He's in there, asleep. That's me in the cinema. He's in there, asleep. Like... I get that they're trying to compete with Marvel, but it's like, you can't really compete if you don't compare. You know what I mean? Like Marvel's got this shit on lock. Like they know exactly what they're doing. And my thing was Marvel only started doing these less realistic intergalactic characters and like multi-dimensional shit like that. They only started doing that like maybe five years into the process. If the process starts with Iron Man 1, in 2008 or 2009 like the first few marvel movies were somewhat believable even though it's ridiculous it's believable because you had iron man and you had captain america and the backstories and all that kind of stuff and it's still rooted in reality but then with the dc stuff with um justice league and superman and stuff like that it was just so detached from reality, but then they're also trying to make it so serious. I think that's what the issue that I had was with the more recent DC stuff. So that's why I really liked this Batman movie because even though it's freaking Batman and it's like ridiculous, like characters and stuff like that, it's still somewhat believable, even though like Gotham city is so stylized and they've got this whole like, 1920s 1930s detective spy motif happening but then they've still got cell phones and there's still like lots of high tech around and social media and that kind of thing i really liked that because it was like somewhat believable and there was no supernatural element to it i wish dc would continue with that but no they're not they've got all this other stuff like um what's the other one with the the man with the red suit not Redcoat, not Redcoat in the DC universe. Do we have a sound effect for that? Let's see. No one to save Ali from evil. When that red superhero turns out, there truly is no one to save Ali from evil. Um, Robert Pattinson as the Batman, yeah. Very much Edward Cullen coded. We'll get into that in a second. I really liked his performance. The Fringe, yeah, I felt that. There's a scene where he turns up to breakfast wearing sunglasses, looking crusty beyond belief. And that is so me vibes. Like I felt that I'm really not a morning person. So that really like resonated with me. Um, I liked Bruce Wayne in this movie because one thing that I didn't necessarily believe with the Christopher Nolan Batman movies was Batman had everything going on, right? He had his business. He had like the actual Batman activities, his love life, all that kind of stuff. Like everything was a bit of a sleigh across the board. 
And he was just like high functioning sleigh, sleigh queen, basically. Batman was a high functioning sleigh queen. Don't argue, I'm right. Um, but then with this one, he is so hyper-focused on being Batman and all these like vigilante activities that he's kind of let everything else slide. So like, for example, the house is in a little bit of a shambles. Um, the business is going under. He has no romantic relationships. He has no social life. He's a recluse, but like he's so hyper-focused on like doing his Batman activities. And I thought, wow, that is so me. That is so me doing Pretty Little Liars Wall. I literally, I don't know what it is. Feel free to diagnose. Actually, please don't do that because yeah, no, do not do that. I take that back. But when I like am working on something, I am working on that and nothing else because I just want to get that done. And I just want to like focus on that thing and everything else is kind of like it. So when they showed that, I was like, oh my God, I'm literally, I'm Batman. I'm Batman, guys. And that's the thing that we don't talk about enough. So, um, Zoe Kravitz, yeah, extreme slay, extreme slay. When Zoe Kravitz put that cat suit on, she was strutting around. I was like, it's over. It's over for the other, the cat women. You know what I mean? She did such a good job. And like the constant wig changing, that was great. Um, there's like one part of her specific story that was, I saw it coming, I'm not going to say what it was, but you know what I'm talking about. There's like one reveal, <laughs> not the reveal. Uh, there was one reveal that I kind of saw coming, but with these kind of movies that rely on comic lore and that kind of stuff, you kind of already know what the stuff's going to be. But I just really liked this movie. I really liked how it was kind of that slow burn detective situation. It was Detective Batman. He was helping out the police force. But they were like very suspicious of him because he's still vigilante tease. Um, it's just excellent. If you have the opportunity to go to see the Batman, I would highly recommend it. Um, you're going to get your money's worth. It's three hours long. So slay. All right. Next thing, I think Batman is Edward Cullen coded. And that's not just because Robert Pattinson played Edward Cullen and the Batman. It makes sense. Batman, he goes crazy at night. Like he does what he needs to do at night. But during the day, it's not another day, another sleigh for him. It's another night, another sleigh. During the day, he's got the doors locked. The windows are boarded up. He's sleeping. Or he's having breakfast, reading a newspaper with sunglasses on. That's so Edward Cullen vibes. Are you joking? Master Wayne. Master Wayne, you've got some mail. Master Cullen, you've got some mail. Like it, it computes. I do think that Edward Cullen would have been better in the Twilight movies if he had a British accent. Discuss in the comments below. I think that's a, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um... And then just in terms of like his mannerisms and stuff like that, I'm hoping that there's like an interview of him saying that he pulled from Edward Cullen to do the Batman role because I can see like little bits of it in there and I really appreciate it. I also found um, an article called, here we go. Actually, Batman is merely Edward Cullen's final form. And this is on polygon.com. Polygon. .com. Polygon. 
Mint.com. I don't know why I did that, sorry. Um, but they basically compare, like, things from the series, like the Twilight series, with the Batman movie. Pretty much the same stuff that I mentioned. For example, here we've got... Uh, for those of you who's filtered out, da, 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 it's a core character archetype of gothic literature. Talking about um, Old Mate. The broody, tortured, sullen, but honourable man who wanders the moon or similar with a heart full of secrets and or vengeance. I am vengeance. I am vengeance. Yes. You know what I mean? I am vengeance. Literally, like... (laughs) I've also discovered, I don't know if I mentioned this last episode of the podcast, that I can do a really good... um, version of Talking Ben, you know, that app, Talking Tom, and then Talking Angela, then was Talking Ben, like the older dog who answers the phone, he's like, ring, 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 Ben, like I literally sound like Ben, and then when he says, yes, no, (laughs) like I literally sound like Ben, if you've seen the TikToks of people talking to Ben on the apps, Like, in my head, I sound exactly like Talking Ben. Anyway, why am I talking about that? Basically, moral of the story is Edward Cullen changed countries and actually not even changed countries, changed cities and became the Batman. Where's Bella? Could Bella give Catwoman slay? Absolutely not. It's not in Bella's wheelhouse. It's in Kristen Stewart's wheelhouse. Don't get it twisted. Bella does not have that range, I'm afraid. Um, Let's talk about this fashion show. There's only one thing I want to mention about this. Um, I turned up dressed a little bit cute. You know, I was giving a little bit of streetwear. And the event was quite, um, I want to say upmarket, but that's, Sounds like I'm talking about food or a restaurant, but you know what I mean? Like it was a bit fancier than I had expected. I didn't really know what to expect. So maybe I was a little bit underdressed, but the thing is, if you're going to dress like underdressed, if you make it a little bit quirky, then it's fine. Can we get an explosion? Yes. If you're going to dress less than what's expected make it a little bit quirky and it's fine there you go um so i was wearing blue like light boo boo light boo king boo maybe i was wearing light blue pants with white air force ones and then i had this short sleeve turtleneck maison kitsune turtleneck and then i had this um like short sleeve jumper that had a boat on it. Um, And as they say, face your fears head on. I am so scared of the ocean, it's ridiculous. So me wearing a boat on my jumper is me facing my fears head on. Um, So it was like a blue jumper. And then I had a purple beanie on and I also had purple socks on. And it was a little bit of a sleigh. Like, I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was serving a visual. And let me tell you, Redemption Arc, walking to the event, lady with the big camera, 
comes up to us, pulls us aside from the group of people. So in this group of people, you know, you got like famous people. I thought I saw Shayna Blaze twice, but it was just like a, a lady that looked like Shayna Blaze in a red pantsuit. Um, and then you saw, I saw like so many people that I recognized from Instagram, like fashion people, there's designers there, uh, like ex Miss Australia was there, Miss Universe Australia. And this lady pulled me and my friend aside and took photos of us. I screamed. I was like, I don't even give a shit if these photos go nowhere. Just the feeling of this lady asking me for a photo at a fashion event. Ooh, bitch. And like, if you think about what had just happened at the Batman premiere, like that's a 180. Did I Literally do a leaper. What happened to She by Sheree? Joggers. Excuse me? That was literally me at this event. I pulled up in Air Force Ones and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have worn Air Force Ones. Joggers. Quick side note, Air Force Ones are really that shoe. I love Air Force Ones. They are a little bit pricey. They're like, I think I bought the all white ones for, I want to say 180. That sounds about right. But let me tell you, I've absolutely got my money's worth out of those Air Force Ones. I wear them all the time. I wear them to dance class. They're such good dancing shoes. And I'm in my skating era now. And I really like how the shoes feel on the skateboard. Wait, I didn't tell you all. I bought a fucking skateboard. I bought a skateboard. Guys, I bought a skateboard. Skating era is officially upon us. Oh my God. Wait, that's a whole nother thing. Okay, I pulled up to the skate shop and I walked in there. I was like, give me a skateboard. And they're like, do you want to complete or do you want to pick the pieces? And I said, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And they're like, cool, you need to complete. So they took me to the ones that are like, they've already made the skateboards and they've got like special arrangements or shit like that. And then he was like, you probably don't want smaller than size eight. He did explain what the eight meant. I didn't really pay attention, but I was just like, okay, cool. So then I had to pick a board. He was like, at this point, if it's a complete and you're just starting, just don't go below eight. And also just pick which one you think looks cool. Like the pattern on the back of the board. There was a few that I thought were really mega slayed. Like there was one that was like, it looked like bread with jam on it. Now, famously, I'm not really a bread person, but I love a condiment. If there was one that just had butter, Ooh, butter. Wait, can we just get a moment for butter? There's got to be a sound effect in here for butter. As y'all know that y'all should shut the fuck up and let me speak. I eat bread for the butter. I love Lurpak slightly salted butter. Bread as a concept, I'm not fussed. Like, the only times that I'm going to eat bread are when I want to eat butter, when I'm hungry... And I don't know what to eat, so I make a sandwich. Yes, I said sandwich. S-A-N-G-W-I-D-G-E. Sandwich. Deal with it. I'm sick of dealing with the comments that people message me when they hear me see when they hear me say sandwich. What do you want me to say? Sandwich. Uh, um, can I please get one sandwich? Fuck off. Are you joking? Sandwich. My god. Anyway, um, yeah, only times I'm going to eat bread are when I want butter, when I'm hungry and I don't know what to eat. 
And then also when I want to give a little bit like Middle Ages cosplay. Sometimes it's fun to buy a stone-baked loaf and just like grab that shit and tear a piece and eat it. Like that feels so Middle Ages. Do you know what I mean? That feels so Black Plague core. Oh, it's so excellent. And just like butter on a warm stone baked piece of bread. Yeah. Like I get it. But the bread without the butter, it's just, you know what I mean? I know some of you know what I mean. The advanced few amongst you, the ones of you taking Mike's mic advanced, you know what I'm talking about because you've done the pre-reading. Um, why am I talking about this? I've completely lost the train of thought. Why am I talking about bread? I feel like I was talking about skateboards. Oh yes. Okay. So it was like one that was jam on toast. That was the pattern on the back of the board. And I really wanted that one. And I pick up the board and I look at it and it's size 7.5. And I was like, well, it's over. So I didn't end up getting that one. Then I saw one that was like, um, anime. There was two anime ones. There was one that was like, it looked like Pokemon, but then it was like kind of off-brand Pokemon. And there was one that was Demon Slayer. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I want the Demon Slayer skateboard, but it was size 7.75. And I was like, bro, do you think this is my like skateboard store voice? Hey, bro, is, <laughs> is there a big difference between 7.75 and eight? He was basically like, yeah, you idiot, you piece of shit. There is a big difference. What's the point of the numbers if you're not going to follow them? And he was right. So I couldn't get that one. So I ended up getting a plain red base that says Globe on it. Guys, I'm sponsored by Globe. Not everyone gets it. But the skateboarders amongst you, you get it. So that's fun. Um, next thing on my list we're just going to go through... I talked so much shit this episode, but I'm having a lot of fun. And I hope you are having fun too. I'm just going to go through the rest of my list and we're going to... We're going to have fun. Next thing, Squidward's Tiki Land. Welcome to Squidward's Tiki Land. That specific 10 seconds, or like if you consider the whole clip, it's like 30 seconds, of that episode of Spongebob, with uh, Squidward's Tiki Land or Spongebob, of um, Squidward going down the thing and the statues are talking to him. That's been stuck in my head on repeat for the last, I would say, 10 days. Yeah, checks out since the last podcast episode. Um, and everywhere I go, that becomes Squidward's Tiki Land. So, for example, when I go to the beach, I'm not going in the ocean. I have such an extreme fear of the ocean. I'm not going in the ocean. Pick somebody else. Pick somebody else. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not addressing this crowd right now. Please. Like, I'm not going to the beach to go in the ocean. I'm going in the beach for the vibes. To the beach for the vibes. I'm reading my finance book. You can't have one without the other. I'm not going to read the finance book unless I'm at the beach. Why would I read a finance book when I'm at home if I can just watch Glee? That's another thing. We'll talk about that in a second. The shoes that she gave me were not something that I would particularly buy for myself. They were old maiden type of shoes. So basically everywhere that I go at the moment is Squidward's Tiki Land. Great. I'm glad we had that conversation. Next thing is I've, I've written down busted face. Okay. This is explosive. So basically 
I, I've mentioned this before. I don't really know. Every time I talk about social interactions on this podcast, I feel like it just further reinforces the fact that I'm maybe not just good at talking to people. That's a conversation for another time. We're not going to have that today. But I saw one of my neighbours, like neighbours is a loose word. I call everyone in the building a neighbour. I'm so communal like that. Um, I saw someone, they had a busted face. Like his face was busted. He was looking bruised, busted and blue and bruised. And he had a, um, a, what's it called? A bandage around his head. And he was holding like big bags of ice and I was flabbergasted. And one thing about me, I'm going to find out why someone has a busted face. But I didn't. And I was like, why am I like this? I don't talk to anyone ever. And I could have spoken to this man and be like, what happened to your face? But then I, I think the reason why I didn't ask is because I didn't know how to phrase it. What am I supposed to say? Hey, bro, what happened to your face? What if he started a fight? I don't know this man like that. What if he started a fight and he's like, why the fuck are you asking me? I'm going to beat you up. I would run away. I'm actually quite fast at running. I'm back in my running era, everyone. Whoa, my fitness era is so explosive. I'm skateboarding. I'm riding a bike. I'm riding a scooter that doesn't really require much though. And I'm back to running. And I do so much dancing. Uh, running era, back in full swing. Really enjoying it. Um, at this stage... I'm running on the treadmill at speed 13. So that's like one kilometer every four minutes, 37 to be specific and precise. And I'm running like five Ks at that speed. So I'm trying to get it up to maybe the best run I've ever done. The fastest run I did three Ks in 12 minutes. So if I can beat that, then that'd be like a bit of a sleigh. Cause that was maybe three years ago and that was I had considered myself peak fitness for me back then if I can beat that ooh, that would be so explosive that would be such like a that would be a win for the Mike's Mykonators so that's what we're aiming for um, again can't remember why I'm talking about this oh this is the anticipated running away okay great um, so basically uh, I have not run into this man since I saw the busted face and it's all I think about because I want to know what happened. Part of me, it's like self-defense. It's like, what if he got his face busted walking to the apartment building? Like, I'm not prepared for that. I need to know. I need to prepare. You know what I mean? Imagine if he listens to the podcast. I highly doubt that, my God. But if he did listen to the podcast can you tell me what happened to your face <sighs> next thing tiktok is allowing 10 minute tiktoks i would literally find someone about this what the fuck are you doing it's embarrassing why are you doing that i don't care i don't care okay i don't i, I really don't give a fuck when i saw that TikTok was doing 10 minute TikToks. I literally thought- I don't need your fucking shoes. I don't need shit from you. Who asked for this? Okay. At the end of the sleigh, who asked for this? Cause if I want to watch a vlog or watch a video, I'm going to go to YouTube. And as a creator, if I am going to upload a video, that's more than I think the, 
lowest for mid-roll ads is eight minutes. If I'm uploading a video that's longer than eight minutes, I'm uploading it to YouTube because the ad rates are completely different. The way that they pay on TikTok compared to YouTube is completely different. So on TikTok, you have like the creator fund, which is like, there's a pool of money and then blah, 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 based on how many views it gets, then you're paid out from the creator fund. Uh, for context, I'm not part of the creator fund on TikTok. I make no money from TikTok. And that's more, that's not to say like, anyone who makes money from TikTok, that's embarrassing. No, that's just like a personal decision that I made. I was like, I don't want TikTok to be something that stresses me out. So I don't make any money from it. So then my brain, this is so bad. It's so consumerism slay my, and capitalism slay. My brain's um, not actively trying to build my TikTok account or like make money off TikTok. So it stays fun. You know what I mean? YouTube's a bit different because it's like, yes, YouTube is what I do to make money um, at the moment. So there's kind of that pressure to make good content and try really hard. Whereas with TikTok, it's just like, I'm just having fun. I'm having a laugh. There's no pressure, no consequence. Whereas with YouTube, it's like, if I make more than two wrong turns consecutively, it's over. And I don't think people... Do people know that? It's like, if you experiment on YouTube and you make a bad turn. So for example, the Pretty Little Liars videos, I spent like a month and a half making that first one. If I uploaded that and it tanked, the YouTube algorithm would have basically locked me up. Like that's strike one and two at that point. And then if I pivoted again after that and it went badly as well, it's over. I'm sure you can think of like a few YouTubers who have tried to branch out or pivot and make different content and the algorithm just like stopped pushing their stuff. So it's very like, not to use TikTok sounds, hit or miss, I guess a hit or a miss. I guess I never miss, huh? Whoa, when, what year was that song? 2019, 2018? It was pre-Panasonic, right? I think so. Um, but yes, so TikTok has 10 minute videos now and that filled me with rage. Pick somebody else. I'm not addressing this crowd, this crowd right now. I'm at a 10. Um, again, I think it's also a personal thing. When I'm watching TikToks and I see that little line that shows how long the TikTok is because TikToks less than 15 seconds don't show the line. But then... If it's longer than that, you can see how far it is in progress. If that line is moving slowly and I'm not immediately engaged in the TikTok, I'm swiping. Sorry, next. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Not to get all itsy up in here, but you get it. Um, because I, that's not what I'm on TikTok for. I'm on TikTok for quick laughs. Quick laughs, quick laughs, dogs, and what else? the occasional hot person. That's literally what I'm on there for. So if something's taking more than 60 seconds, it has to have a good payoff. And if I'm not getting vibes of a good payoff, I'm swiping. I've got places to be, right? Um, so 10 minutes on TikTok. Someone was like, you could just re-upload your YouTube videos on TikTok. But for me, that does not feel nice. That feels almost demeaning. 
like it almost feels like I'm degrading myself <laughs> by putting my YouTube videos on TikTok. I don't know. I probably sound stupid. But yeah, my thing is I, I've never posted a reel on Instagram. I've never posted a three-minute video on TikTok. I will never post a 10-minute video on TikTok. I've never posted a short on YouTube. Because in my brain, I go to these apps for specific reasons. And when they try to blur the lines to get bigger than the other platform, I'm not eating that shit up. Right? Instagram is for stories and posts. I'm IGTV can choke. IGTV can die in a hole. Instagram Reels pretty much just re-uploaded TikToks. And it's the humor on Instagram Reels is what was funny on TikTok two months ago. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. Cool. Glad we can agree. TikTok, like the 10 minute videos, it's giving IGTV, like no. And YouTube shorts, okay, a bit of tea. A few times I've been told to post YouTube shorts. Like I've had some chats with people who like are in the industry, like important people. And they're like, you need to post shorts or YouTube has a program to promote shorts. It will help grow your channel. I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't post a short. <laughs> it goes against my moral compass to post a YouTube short. And I think part of the reason is I hate how they look on the YouTube page. Like if I go to my account and there's a three hour Pretty Little Liars video that I spent an obscene amount of time on and it's got the little thumbnail and the title. And then above it, there's like a shittily cropped like thumbnail for a YouTube short that I've made. And apparently those two are equivalent. Absolutely fucking not. Not on my watch. Does that sound like something you want? Because you're never going to get it. Me talking about me posting shorts, it's never going to happen. Unless YouTube pays me a lot of money. Babe, we've established I'm trying to move. <laughs> this apartment, we have to move out here. We have to move out. I left, actually, recent information... I left the window open in this room overnight because there was some like weird stench happening in my apartment. I don't know what it was. I came in to my apartment after being on set. Oh, not going to say anything more about that. NDA vibes. Oh, I'm such a little bitch. Anyway, so I get into my apartment and it smells like capsicum. Why? Why is there this scent of capsaicin in the air? I'm not really in a capsicum mood. Like, I don't eat enough capsicum to stink out the whole apartment. What the fuck? So I was pissed off about that. So then I opened the window to get some airflow. And I left the window open overnight. Not something I would usually do, but I was gleamatized. So I just went to bed straight away after watching Glee. We'll get into that in a second. Um, wake up this morning to prepare to film the podcast, which we're doing right now walk into this room, it smells like shit. And it's not me, like, talking how I usually talk, saying blah, 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 smells like shit. It smelled like poo. Like, literal poo. Now, the last time I had smelled poo like this was when I stepped in a dog shit and then walked into my apartment. So, oh my God, there's so much law happening here right now. I stepped in shit, walked into my apartment and smelled it immediately. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I had to clean my apartment floor and my shoes 
It was a whole thing. And that dog poo really got in my shoe. It was in the vans and the bottom of the vans have like big gaps. So I was like, it really got in there. Oh, it was, it was, no, it was bad. It was disgusting. Anyway, so I walked into this room and I could smell poo. And I was like, well, where'd the poo come from? I know it's not my shoes. Took them shits off as soon as I got in the door. And then I looked out the window and I saw that the window was open and I sniffed out the window. It smelled like poo. Something happened outside and Melbourne smelled like poo and it stunk out my apartment. And it smells like poo now. Like it's so... (sighs) So basically, if YouTube offered me a lot of money to post a YouTube short, I'd probably do it. If it was a good short, like I'm not going to post shit. One thing about me, (laughs) I'm not going to post shit on YouTube. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's a good segue. The next series that I'm doing on YouTube is a Glee series. Okay. I have been teasing this across platforms. I feel like I'm doing an album rollout. I feel like I'm Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia Era, genius level album rollout. She recently left her um, team, by the way her management team that she worked with on the Future Nostalgia rollout, they parted ways, which is really interesting. I would love to know what happened there. But anyways, um, so I've been teasing this and I'm confirming it that I'm doing a Glee series next. So I'm watching Glee at the moment and it is rough. I've seen Glee, like the first three seasons of Glee a few times But every single time, I think I just mentally wipe what happens so that when I'm watching, it feels like I'm watching it for the first time again. And there's so much filler. Ooh, if I thought Pretty Little Liars had filler, Glee has so much filler. Wow. But the numbers, ooh, yeah. Also, these videos, the videos that I'm planning for Glee, if I can pull them off, you're gonna love them because they're gonna be fan-fucking-tastic, right? I feel like I'm a producer on a show and I'm producing the best shows that I can make right now. Um, so there's still, like, a couple of weeks away, but I've fleshed out the concept. I'm writing my notes. I'm watching the show. And I'm really excited about it. This is the kind of shit that I love making, these long-form things. It is stressful because it's, like... I've only posted like once a month for the last like month, maybe two months because I'm trying to work on these big videos, but then because I'm not posting, I'm not really doing my job in a sense. Like I am working, but it looks like I'm not doing anything. And then like the YouTube algorithm thinks that I'm not doing anything cause I'm not posting. So then like, um, finance wise, there's big dramas with that. So there's a lot riding on these projects doing well, which I wish it wasn't the case. I wish I could just do it and not have to stress about this kind of stuff. But anyway, Glee series is coming. I would like to have part one up in a couple of weeks, uh, but I'll keep you updated on the next episode of the podcast with how that's going. Um, I've also been doing sit-ups while watching Glee because during Pretty Little Liars, you have to be, well, during the, like, the rewatch for that, for that series, I had to be paying attention because there's so much plot stuff happening all the time. Glee's different. Glee's like more about the characters, less so about the plot. 
So I don't need to be paying full attention the entire time. So what I've been doing is like little mini workouts while watching Glee. So like push-ups, sit-ups, bodyweight exercises, that kind of thing. And I've been doing so many sit-ups while watching Glee that like I'm giving a little bit of an ab serve. Like not going to lie, abdominal serve is happening. Wait, I didn't tell you all that I dyed my hair? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think where you could go to see that. Maybe on my TikTok. I haven't really posted anything on Instagram hair-wise. I don't know if you can see it. I'm showing the girls on the video podcast. Um, to explain the look that I was going for, there's two inspirations. Um, the Fire Hashira from Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. And the second thing is like when you open, open, hello, when you cut open a steak or when you cut a steak and it's like brown and then like it's a little bit like pinky red. That was like the inspiration for brown to red and then the red to blonde is flame hashira. So if you're listening and you can't see me, the visual is the top of my head is still the same color. Then there's like, it fades into red and then it fades into blonde. The way that I did it, I bleached the bottom like, about half probably like bottom two thirds or half of my mullet I bleached but then I faded it into my normal hair so it wasn't like flat line of bleachery and then a couple of days later I went through and I added brilliant red number 46 or something like that to the middle section of the bleached part so it looks like it goes brown to red to blonde I love my hair right now I feel like such a fucking menace. Ooh. Let me tell you, as someone that used to work in corporate, there's few feelings better than me with a bleached dyed mullet pulling up to a cafe that has all these like corporate men in there, them looking down on me, like condescending, like ridiculousness. And I'm just thinking, this is great. I love this. Like, and the thing is, it gives me that thrill. It gives me that thrill because I'm like, I was you. You know what I mean? And now I'm not you. I could never be you. You know what I mean? That probably makes no fucking sense. But anyway, I feel like a menace. I feel like I could fight anyone on the street. I'm not going to fight anyone. I'm just going to run away if someone tries to fight me. Um, it goes with the current era, like the dancing, the Air Force Ones, the glee sit-ups, the... Um, what else? Skateboard. Holy shit. The skateboard era. Skateboard, beanie, dyed mullet. You joking? Are you joking right now? Are you taking a piss? You having a laugh? What's Tiffany got to say about that? Let's see. Somebody lied to her several times and told her that she was fly, hot, and sexy, and beautiful. And she's nothing like that. She's nothing of the sort. I'm going to ignore that. Um, but yes. So there we go. That's the summary of the events for what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think that's probably the most exciting week of content creator shit that's happened in a long time. But yes, it's just lots of work behind the scenes and projects that I can't talk about. Not the projects I can't talk about, but literally I can't. Um, but yes, thank you all for listening to the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to, you know, leave me a little five stars on Spotify. 
would appreciate that. And feel free to leave me a comment on the YouTube video if you're watching that. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Gorgeous, gorgeous. But yes, thank you all for listening and I'll talk to you all soon. Make sure you go on stream positions. Deluxe. Okay, bye.